0: back to the stock market option trading podcast. My name is Eric. And in this episode, I'm going to share three awesome tips for trading credit spreads in the options market. Now, before we begin, you need to know that everything on this episode and on this entire podcast is for educational purposes only. And I actually have some opinions I'm going to be sharing in here as well. And just know that I and no one on this podcast are financial advisors of any kind. Now, let's talk about credit spreads real quick. Credit spreads are under the vertical spread family. And what that means is that each spread is constructed using only call options or only put options. So you're not gonna have a call and a put in a credit spread. They're both gonna be calls or both gonna be puts, but all the options in that spread are gonna be in the same expiration. The reason why they call them vertical spreads is because since they're both calls in the same expiration, they are vertically related to each other. I mean, one is higher up on the chain than the other one. That's where the vertical spread comes from. Now, in the vertical spread family, there are two types, debit spreads and credit spreads. And we're going to focus on credit spreads here because I think that's one of the better types of trades that for beginners or intermediate, I trade a ton of them now. So I think credit spreads are definitely a good option. Now, the difference between a debit spread and credit spread is the position in which your sold strike and bought strike sit as it relates to price. And we'll talk a little bit about that more in a second. And also when you're opening the trade, if it's a debit, you're purchasing the spread that is a debit spread and if you're receiving a credit it's called a credit spread and we'll talk about why that is here in a minute now for the credit spread imagine you're looking at an option chain you've opened up the chain you picked an expiration and you have the call options on the left and you have the put options on the right for a call credit spread you'll be looking to sell one call option and then you're going to purchase another call option that is higher then the option is that you sold. And we'll talk about why that is in a second. For the put credit spread, you would actually sell a put option and then purchase a put option below that sold option. So this gets us into the first tip that I want to share. And this tip is really to try to help you remember how these are constructed. It's not really a strategy or anything. We're just talking about understanding the mechanics of it so that when you go and place that order that you're confident you set it up properly. I know there's a lot of different platforms out there and they're all a little bit different and some of them are a little bit easier to do spreads than others. And let me just add that this tip, this particular tip is geared more towards those looking to sell out of the money credit spreads. And in most cases, that's what we're gonna be doing as selling options that are out of the money and let those decrease in value, which we'll talk about in a second. So for both call and put credit spread, the option you are selling is going to be closer to price than the option you are buying. So again, imagine that option chain, you're looking at the call side, you sell a call that's out of the money, and then you're gonna buy a call that's higher. So that higher priced option is gonna be farther away. And it's the opposite on the put side. When you look at the put options, when you sell that put option, you're gonna be buying one lower. So again, the sold options in both call and put credit spreads are closer to the money than the bought options. And since the options that you are selling, both calls and put in that spread, since the options you are selling are closer to the money, they are gonna be more expensive, they have more value than the options that you're buying. Because as you buy farther away from the money, the options get a little bit cheaper because they're less likely to uh, go into the money. So with the difference between those two options, the expensive one you sold that is closer to the money and the option that you bought that is farther away from the money, that difference is the credit that you'll receive upon entry. So again, when you go to place that trade, In whatever platform you're using, you should see a credit show up. If you see debit, then something's not right, or maybe you constructed it wrong, or maybe you chose the wrong strike or something. So, again, that's where the name of the spread comes from. A credit spread means the option you are selling is more expensive than the option you're buying, and that difference is the credit. And that credit spread is because you receive a credit when you open the trade. Now, if you decide to close the trade later, you will actually. Actually, be creating a debit spread to close that trade out. So, the debit and credit spread are referred to as the opening type of trade for those particular spreads. Now, before we get to tip number two, I did an entire episode on credit spread. So, after listening to this episode, Go check out episode two of this podcast, and the title of that one is called Best Option Strategy for Beginners Explained. Again, that's episode two, and I'm going to break down how a beginning trader should think about credit spreads, as well as why I think they're one of the best option strategies for traders at any level, really. I still trade. I've been trading for 10 years. So again, that's episode two of the podcast. Check that out after this episode. All right, so let's get into tip number two. Now, credit spreads can be traded both bullish or bearish, but both also have a neutral element to the trades too, depending on how you set them up. Again, we're we're really talking about out of the money spreads here. Now, what that means is you are able to make money if the stock or the index doesn't move at all over the course of the duration of the spread. So if you sell out of the money spread, whether it's a put spread or call spread, and your options stay out of the money, then you will be able to make money because those options will decay over time and will be worth less and you can buy them back for cheaper later or let them expire worthless depending on your strategy. Now, this is very unlike buying single calls or puts where you have to be directionally right to make money. If you buy a call option, the price of that call option is including what the market thinks the stock can do. So not only do you have to be right, you have to be right quickly to where the option would need to increase in value. So this requires a little bit more analysis for you to be directionally right. Whereas with credit spreads, you don't have to be completely directionally right to make money, although we're gonna talk about direction when it comes to credit spreads here in a minute. And I'll be honest, being directionally right even with credit spreads makes it a whole lot easier and it's definitely a lot less stressful. Now back to tip number two, from a trading perspective, it's best to think about credit spreads as where you think price will not go. So instead of being directionally right, I think it's better to focus on where you think price isn't gonna go. Now you've probably heard this before, once you enter a trade, there's five things that the stock or the index can do. It can go up a lot, it can go up a little, it can stay relatively flat, it can go down a little bit, or it could go down a lot. So there's five zones that the stock could do over the course of your duration for that spread. So when you're trading credit spreads, you're able to construct this, uh, a trade to where three or four of those five zones, depending on how tight you wanna trade, can make money. So this is very, again, unlike buying a single call or option where the that stock either has to go up a lot or it has to go down a lot for you to make money. So with a credit spread, you really just can't be like extremely wrong with your analysis. Now, for example, with a call credit spread, we refer to them as CCS over my trading group. And so when we look at CCS's or call credit spreads, we go into the trade with the idea that the stock will not go above a certain strike over that duration, or at least maybe there's a resistance level we're looking at or something. So we'll sell at or above that resistance level that we've identified. With a put credit spread, it's basically the opposite, right? We open a trade with the idea that the stock or the index isn't going to go below a certain strike, or we look for like a support area or a pullback with the idea that the stock won't break those levels and will stay above. So again, so tip number two is really to think about credit spreads as choosing levels. These, These are your strike prices in which the stock is unlikely to go according to your analysis. All right, let's talk about tip number three, and this one's a little, um, I don't wanna say controversial because no one's really talking about it, but this really comes from my personal experience of trading credit spreads. I've been trading them off and on for over 10 years now, mostly on, and especially in the last five, 10 years, or five, seven years or so, I've been really trading a lot of it. And I've traded durations all the way up to 60 days to expiration to 45, 30, all the way down to zero days to expiration, which I post a lot about over on my YouTube channel, as well as my trading group. And one of the things, I actually got a couple things in this tip number three. So the first thing is if you were trading narrow width spreads, like one strike wide, let's say you're you're trading um, uh, the S&P 500, SPY, and you're trading one strike wide, on on any stock or ticker, really doesn't matter. Let me tell you, the IV doesn't matter. And why is that? Because when you sell an option at a certain level and you buy the very next one, both of those options have opposing Greeks. When you sell an option, you're going to have theta on your side. When you buy that other option, you're going to have theta against you. And this is true of the other Greeks as well. So by trading a narrow credit spread, you are negating a lot of the the Greeks because they're offsetting them. Obviously, when you sell the one that's closer to the money, as we mentioned, there's more theta there. And the idea is that you're still getting theta on your side or time decay on your side. However, it's gonna be slower than it would be if it would be a, a single or a wide spread or maybe even a naked option. And the reason I bring this up is because I see a lot of talk and sort of you know people talking about finding high iv stocks because they want to sell the high iv with the idea that that iv will contract and that's fine but m- most of the people that are trading in that way are trading either naked options uh in which you're not you don't have any opposing greeks but there's a whole nother set of you know risk with that we won't talk about in this episode or they're selling very wide credit spreads and there's a reason why you would sp- sell a wide credit spread, maybe you're just trying to reduce the amount of capital that's needed. There's, there's a bunch of reasons there, but if you're looking to, you know, if you have a smaller account and you're getting started with credit spreads and you're going to trade narrow width spreads, I would not focus on finding high IV stocks, um, because typically a high IV stock is going to have large directional moves. And when you get that move against you, if you're not directionally, um, you know, Uh, if your analysis isn't great or maybe you haven't chosen a direction and you just want to sell high IV, I think that's going to be harder strategy for you. Now let me squeeze in another little tip here when it comes to credit spreads. The closer you are to expiration from zero day, one day, seven days, it's really more of a delta trade with your spread, which means you really need to have better analysis and by analysis, I mean either options analysis, such as Gex levels, we talk about that a lot on the site, or simple technical analysis. Whatever analysis you wanna use, you really need to have more of a directional sense of what you're trading or where you think the price will not go. Because with these shorter dated options, gamma is a bigger factor that a lot of people don't talk about. So I wanted to just kind of throw that out there that from a, in a general sense, the closer you are to expiration, from 30 days down to one day, the closer you get, the more of a directional sense I think you need to have when you're placing that trade. You just don't want to sell like, oh, you know, theta is going to expire really fast the last week. Yes, that's true in a sense, but you're not going to be that far from the money. And if you're wrong on your direction by a little bit, you can, you can lose and you know, you don't want to get that to that max loss. Right. Now, conversely, the farther out in time you go, direction is still important, of course. You don't want to be on the wrong side, but the trade will be easier to manage if it starts to go against you. You don't have a lot of time for management when you're trading like something that's seven days or less, right? So the farther out you go, you're going to have more time to deal with the move, and it's going to be basically a slower moving trade. There will be theta. You will get time on your side, but it's going to be a slower Uh, you know, in a sense, just a slower trade. So again, a couple takeaways here about credit spreads. Yes, you are going to collect premium. You'll be a net seller. So your theta will be on your side. Yes, they can be high probability. We didn't talk about that, but they can be high probability if you're selling farther out of the money. But I highly recommend with whatever duration or stock or width or whatever, I think you really need to have some kind of directional analysis or a directional bias when you're trading credit spreads. And whatever analysis you wanna use um, that works for you, that's great. There isn't one particular analysis that I would recommend because that's everyone's sort of opinion about what they think is important as far as technical analysis or options analysis or whatever. But you really need to have a a directional bias, I guess is what what I want you to take away with. I don't think you should simply trade spreads because you wanna sell premium. I think you need to have some level of conviction about where you think the market is unlikely to go, and then you should trade accordingly and trade in that general direction. So if a stock is bullish, and you think that it's gonna to continue to be bullish, then you should be trading the put credit spread side. If you think a stock is bearish or as is at some sort of resistance level, then you might wanna consider a call credit spread. But again, that goes back to your analysis and your conviction about that analysis. Now, before I go, I post almost every day over on the website at stockmarketoptionstrading.net. And I'm posting some of the tools that I use, some option analysis tools and some technical analysis that I use when I trade the S&P 500 options, mostly SPX, but you can also use them for SPY. So stop by the website. Again, that's stockmarketoptionstrading.net. It's totally free to join. Thanks for listening. I hope this helped and I'll see you in the next episode.